The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week we discuss inflation, Fed speak, and charging stations. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. On Tuesday, last month's inflation data was released. The Consumer Price Index climbed 4% year-over-year through May, slightly less than expected, and the slowest pace in more than two years. What was in the report that you should be aware of? While inflation remains about twice what it was before the pandemic in 2020, it is down sharply from a peak of about 9% last summer. May's data offers some evidence that the Fed's efforts to control rapid price increases is beginning to work. The report showed that core inflation, which excludes food and fuel prices, also continued to slow in May on an annualized basis. Core inflation rose 5.3% in May, compared with a year earlier. That was above the 5.2% economists had expected, but down from 5.5% the previous month. Inflation cooling means costs for some key services climb more slowly or even decline. Airfares came down sharply last month, and a range of recreation-related purchases, from movie tickets to pet care, moderated in price. Rental inflation remains sticky, though. The rise in housing costs accounted for more than 60% of the total increases in core CPI in May. On Wednesday, the Federal Reserve opted to hold interest rates steady. This was the first time in 15 months that the Fed did not increase rates. The pause keeps the federal funds rate at 5 to 5.25%, but the Fed left the door open for future increases. What did the Fed say, and when will rates start to go down? The Fed said in a statement, quote, Holding the target range steady at this meeting allows the committee to assess additional information and its implications for monetary policy, end quote. However, the central bank signaled that it may need to lift rates higher this year. Along with the decision to skip a hike, the Fed released a new summary of economic projections on Wednesday that includes forecasts on where interest rates will be by the end of 2023. The majority of members on the Federal Open Market Committee, or FOMC, expects rates to rise further before the year's end. Fed Chair Jerome Powell noted stubbornly high rental costs as a potential reason to increase rates again this year. Traders now expect the Fed to continue hiking rates as soon as next month. According to the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, or CME, markets are predicting a 70% chance of a rate increase at the Fed's next meeting in July. When asked about a rate hike next month, Powell said, quote, We didn't make a decision about July. End quote. 
Powell did say that there are no rate cuts on the horizon. Quote, not a single person on the committee wrote down a rate cut this year, nor do I think it is at all likely to be appropriate if you think about it, end quote. The CME currently puts the odds of a rate cut in December at just 10%. Powell said Wednesday that as the U.S. gets closer and closer to the target 2% rate on inflation, it makes sense to moderate the pace of rate hikes. This allows the economy a little more time to adapt as the Fed makes its decisions going forward. There are about 150,000 public electric vehicle chargers in the U.S., according to a recent report by S&P Global Mobility. Sound like a lot? It's expected that by 2030, there will need to be more than 2.1 million EV chargers to support the expected 28 million electric vehicles on America's roads, according to that same report. Who dominates EV charging and where are the potential opportunities ahead? With the U.S. electric vehicle industry on the cusp of rapid expansion, Ford and General Motors recently made alliances with Tesla that will change the future development of EV charging. Ford and GM are going to start allowing their electric vehicles to use Tesla chargers and, in the future, will even build their vehicles with charging ports, the place on the vehicle where the EV charger plugs in, based on Tesla's design standards. This means they'll be able to use Tesla chargers seamlessly without an adapter. That is a big change. Up until now, America's electric vehicles have mostly used one of two types of chargers. There was Tesla with its own proprietary network of about 17,000 public chargers. Then there was every other electric vehicle maker, which used the combined charging system or CCS format for fast charging. While Tesla is, by far, the biggest seller of electric vehicles in America, Ford and GM are second and third. So now, America's three biggest EV makers are using a charging format that's different from all other automakers. The question now is, how will everyone else react? It is too early to say if other vehicle makers will follow Ford and GM's lead. Tesla chargers are widely regarded as being much more reliable than others, and so, it is possible that other automakers will join the alliance. There are potential issues for non-Tesla vehicles, though. It's not enough that a plug is the right shape, because there is also software in the charger and in the vehicle that have to work together to make sure the vehicle is charging properly. This also isn't the end of CCS chargers, necessarily. Prior to building their vehicles with Tesla-style charging ports, both Ford and GM will provide Tesla adapters with their vehicles. But after the switch takes place, owners will still be able to use adapters to access CCS chargers. Charging station companies have made announcements recently, stating that Tesla customers have been using non-Tesla chargers for years and years and will continue to do so. Still, it is widely expected that new charging stations will be built to adapt to different standards. Who are the potential winners here? Tesla stands to gain in the charger business as automakers move to its format. One analyst at KPMG thinks as much as two to three billion in additional revenue per year for Tesla. Other charging companies that add Tesla-style charging cables may also find their businesses continue to grow as EV become more popular. My thoughts? 
the EV charging station network is still evolving, and picking the eventual dominant players will be difficult. However, there are companies that supply the components that go inside those charging stations. It's those companies that will win, no matter whose name is on the outside of the charging station. Next week, we discuss Darden restaurant earnings. After recently buying Ruth's Chris for $715 million, what next for the restaurant giant? Join us next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.